Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, Only God's Action Can Cleanse Us, based on our reading of Leviticus chapter 12 and verse 6. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. And when the days of her purification are fulfilled, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priest. The Bible is very clear that that only the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from sin and all unrighteousness. There are many of us today who seem to think that the works of our transgression can be cleansed from sin, but we are fooling ourselves to believe such erroneous things. At the end of the day, God is the only one who can remove from our record our transgression of his laws. There's nothing we can do in our power to remove them. And this is something that we must understand. It's important for us to understand that although God said that we must confess our sins, it is not the confession of our sins that cleanses us from unrighteousness, but the pardoning power of God that will accomplish that in our lives. Our actions are only an acknowledgement that we need the Savior to do His work so that our sins can be blotted out from the book of remembrance. It is against this background that I would like for us to examine the command given to women after they brought a son or daughter into the world. Let us focus our attention on what the word of the Lord said in Leviticus chapter 12 and verse 6. And when the days of our purifying are fulfilled for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priest. Here we see that the woman must present two different sacrifices before the Lord as part of her purification process. Matthew Henry in his commentary on this passage of scripture said the following, and I quote, A woman that had laid in when the time set forth for her to return to the sanctuary had come, was not to attend their empty, but must bring her offerings. A burnt offering, a lamb if she was able, if poor, a pigeon. This she was to offer in thankfulness to God for his mercy to her, in bringing her safely through the pains of childbearing and all the perils of childbed, and in desire and hopes of God's further favor, both to her and to the children. When a child is born, there is joy and there is hope, and therefore it was proper to bring this offering, which was of a general nature, for what she or we rejoice in we must give thanks for, and for what we are hopes or have hopes in we must pray. But besides this, she must offer a sin offering, which must be the same for a poor and a rich, a turtle dove or a young pigeon. 
for whatever difference there may be between rich and poor in the sacrifices of, of acknowledgement, that of atonement is the same for both. This sin offering was intended either a to complete her purification from that ceremonial uncleanness which though it was not in itself sinful yet was typical of moral pollution or two to make atonement for that which was really sinful either an inordinate desire of the blessing of children or discontent or impatient under the pains of childbearing it is only by christ the great sin offering that the corruption of our nature is done away with and that is owing that we are not forever exalted or excluded by it from the sanctuary and from eating of the holy things. According to this law, we find that the mother of our blessed Lord, though she was not conceived in sin as others, or though he was not conceived in sin as others, yet accomplished days of purification, and then presented her son to the Lord, being a firstborn, brought her own offering, a pair of turtle doves. So poor was Christ's parents, that they were not able to bring a lamb for a burnt offering. And so early was Christ made under the law to redeem those that were under the law. The morality of this law obliges those women that have received mercy from God in childbearing with all thankfulness to own God's goodness to them, acknowledging themselves unworthy of it, and which is the best purification of women that have been saved in childbearing to continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. For this shall please the Lord better than the turtle doves or the young pigeons. End of quote. Today, as we reflect on the actions that a, a mother had to go through in order to ensure that she could be accepted back into the family of God after childbirth, I pray that we will ask the Holy Spirit to help us to follow the instructions He has given us regarding that action that we should take to receive forgiveness of our transgressions. I pray that we will continue to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth and to give us the power we need to remain faithful and obedient to the commandments of God. This is the only way that we are going to receive the cleansing we need to make us fit for the heavenly Canaan. At no point must we ever think it is our actions that would give us the freedom from our sins. Let us constantly keep in the front of our minds that it is the actions of God alone that can cleanse us from all unrighteousness and set us free. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the reminder that even though we confess our sins, even though we bring our gifts to you, the altar, even though we pour out our hearts to you, which is a requirement, it is your action alone that pardons us from our sins. Thank you, Lord, for the powerful message that you gave us today. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to pardon us. Clean us up, we pray, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed 
and Holy Spirit filled.